Hi, thanks for tuning in. This is Druggish for the People. This podcast will contain my feelings and opinions and uh, stories from from my practice in pharmacy, but none of this should be taken as just hardcore fact. This is more about stimulating questions that you can then take to your pharmacist and your doctor and your healthcare team uh, to help you better understand and participate in your care. And once again, just a little reminder, if you're looking for medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, you won't find it here. You need to use your healthcare professional for that. Today, the people is Carol. Welcome, Carol. Hey, thanks. Um, I'm a frequent guest. <laughs> yes, you are. You are the people. Um, hey, we've had a request from a listener, Mary, about medication for hot flashes. Yeah, in particular, I think she was interested in a new one that she had heard some things about and wasn't quite sure what was going on with this. So there is a new drug, uh, Vioza. So welcome, welcome Vioza to the group of hundreds and thousands of medications. Well, uh, let me just say that speaking of hundreds and thousands, lots of women in a certain age group uh, will be thrilled if there's some help for that. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And um, to that point, apparently the FDA was aware of that because when they are going doing their reviews, there's the standard review and a priority review. And so the priority review is given to drugs that may have a significant uh, effect uh, in a certain group of people where there are no similar ah. uh, So they moved options. it to the front of the line. They did. They gave it a priority. Okay. And it was approved in uh, May of this year. Fabulous. Yeah. So Said I would all the hot ladies in the crowd. <laughs> That's right. Um, not all of them. That's what we're going to talk about today <laughs> okay. is this whole business of, you know, we talk forever about risk benefit and it goes on and on and it includes Vioza, the yeah. new one. So I kind of feel like a visitor here because I just. You don't know what this, it's like. Well, I don't. I <laughs> Only in that I have been with you when it happens and you're like my little electric blanket for a bit and then it goes away. <laughs> Well, I love this story from my friend Ruth, who was a widow, and at age 50-something, she was dating again for the first time. So she goes on a first date with a guy. It's in Chicago in the winter, and all of a sudden, she's having one as they're having dinner, and she said she had to fight the urge not to break from the table and run outside and stick her face in a snowbank. It's kind of <laughs> like that. Yes. I mean, it's a funny story because you just get all the images, but I know that it can be the, the significant effect it can have. On your life and on a woman's life. Absolutely. And you have had it, this this experience ongoing for like a dozen years, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's waning now, but boy, at the peak, it's enough to drive you mad. Yeah. So, I mean, 10 years is not unusual for- Is that the, right? Yeah, yeah. So, the first couple of years, and I'm just what I've read, mm -hmm. um, apparently are when it's more- severe mm -hmm. and that it can taper but it can it can go on beyond that so it's like when that It'll starts I, I can understand why someone a woman would feel like oh my god for how long do i have this and i know you've you've yeah. been so patient as if the periods thing wasn't enough so you trade that <laughs> for no. being sweaty all the time no. <laughs> all good yeah <laughs> um so this is referred to and what you'll hear like if you see an ad for this or read about it will be vms okay yeah and that's vasomotor symptoms. Okay. Which is the science. <laughs> that is sweaty a, Betty. That's, <laughs> that's what that is. 
<laughs> um, yeah, hot flashes, night sweats. So vasomotor symptoms, that, that scientifically means that's just when you have constriction or dilation of the blood vessels. And what's the effect of that? Okay. So guess what the blood vessels are doing when you're having a hot flash? They're getting bigger. Yeah, they are. Um, and this is this this goes on with other things. Like people, when it's freezing outside, will have you know some whiskey or something and feel like they can go out and they feel great because they're. But the the uh, alcohol is dilating the blood uh, vessels in the warming skin, warming them right up, and you're like a radiator. So, <laughs> well, they feel warm, but they're giving off more heat, so yeah. it's kind of a dangerous thing. So, anyway, these are vasomotor symptoms. VMS. That's what that's VMS. Stands for. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's hot flashes. Um, so this is moderate to severe. Okay, is what this is approved for. So I, I guess we'll real quick go over what the treatments have been and where this in your body this is occurring. You don't care so much. Well, I think most people are going to be like, "Well, tell me, there's relief on on the horizon." <laughs> well, okay, real quick then, because like, you know I got to do this <laughs> in the center of your brain. Have you ever thought about what's in the center of your brain? I'm thinking icing. Icing. <laughs> Carol likes, My to, brain. Carol likes to bake. Um, <laughs> so it's the hypothalamus, and that's where your um, thermostat is at. Okay. So what we have here is a thermoregulatory dysfunction. Okie dokie. Yeah. Sure. That's more science. <laughs> um, well, they have to figure out what's going on before they can think of ways to treat it. So this is what we've, you know, they've come up with. And, you know, so the estrogen's been in your system for all those years, and apparently in the, in the hypothalamus, there's this seed feedback system. And we've talked about that before, right? Mm-hmm. So it's where your body reads the presence of, of one other um, compound, in this case, estrogen, and it, it reacts accordingly. So it keeps your temperature. Well, when the estrogen is dropping, as in perimenopause, menopause, mm-hmm. postmenopause, that, um, that's part of that feedback system. And that would keep you from getting these hot flashes so the estrogen's gone or going. Mm-hmm. So now this the this chain bios, is off. The, that's <laughs> right, man. The inhibition is not there, so you have these hot flashes. So mm-hmm. this is I say this because this is how we figure out well how can we treat this? Right. Yeah. So anyway, I do want to mention though that uh, estrogen replacement therapy has been really effective, and it's still one of the most effective treatments for this. Right. Uh, but but, isn't but there, there risk? are there are absolutely risks, and you have to be. This is where you have that risk-benefit, you know, talk with your doc. Um, if there's a risk of any kind of, of breast or endometrial cancer, um, heart disease, stroke, these kinds of things, this is not for you. And then right. depending on whether uh, the woman has had a hysterectomy would, would, would indicate whether she just takes estrogen or with progesterone, if she still has her uterus, would be a combination product. And mm-hmm. anyhow, earlier on, 40s, 50s, usually seems like it's... I'm more popular, but that's out there as a hormonal treatment. Mm-hmm. But you know that you, you you have all these precautions. Mm-hmm. So the non-hormonal, this is where we're getting into uh, the new drug, the Vioza, is non-hormonal. So okay. this is a this is a nice good thing. Yeah. Um, and to this point, what's been used really? So there have been tri- there have been antidepressants, gabapentin, which is used for all kinds of things. Started out as an anesthesia, um, pregabalin, which is closely related to that, uh, clonidine, which is a blood blood pressure medicine, oxybutynin, which is for um, overactive bladder. So, but it also, but these things also come with side effects, and they're they're not as effective. 
Right. Generally, it's the hormonal stuff. Are you okay with all this? Yeah. We're getting there. So tell me about the new stuff. <laughs> that's where we're at. Because <laughs> there is also a lot of mind-body stuff that's recommended by the, um, oh, what's the group? Menopause Association of North America. This, this does exist. And they have things that they advocate. And so they have that a lot of mind-body like things. That sounds like a fun group. <laughs> I know. I'm like, sorry, ladies. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no dudes betraying allowed. betraying my gender. No dudes going there. Um so this is this is where meditation, acupuncture, uh, cognitive behavior, things to sort of mitigate how you might deal with it. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, we move on to these lifestyle changes. Caffeine, alcohol can make it worse. Uh, cigarettes, stress. Mm-hmm. So you try and, yeah. and, you know, the less risky things you want to do first, and this would seem like an early on kind of thing you would do. Um, and then the hormonal thing becomes something you would talk about. And so the, the reason this... This, our, our episode today is important is because this is a new thing that you might talk about when you're thinking, what are what are my options here? Okay. And you can educate yourself a little bit, starting with this and then diving in to see what you can find out Okay. about Vioza. So in the hypothalamus now, we, we're just going to go how this thing works. How Vioza works. Yeah, how Vioza works. Um, it will block where normally that estrogen would have mitigated that feedback system and you wouldn't get that hot flash, the thermoregulation thing that we're talking about. Uh So it'll block what was ultimately being held back by the estrogen. So you keep that from happening. You just take it once a day. I think it's a 45 milligram tablet. That sounds great. And it can take like a week Mm -hmm. to work, but it's effective. Now they, they, what they do is when they approve this, it's a randomized placebo control, placebo controlled double blind study. Okay. You know what that means? You've told me before, but refresh. Yeah, randomized means no one knows what you're getting as far as the Sugar patient pill. or the the person doing the trial, mm-hmm. right? Placebo or the actual active med. Mm-hmm. Placebo controlled means there is they they one of the things you might get is placebo, and they will compare how did we do compared to the placebo. Okay. And the other is double blind. The person participating in it doesn't know, and the person. Running the study doesn't know. Smart. So we keep bias out. So anyway, that's how it was uh, was reviewed. And I brought that up because one of the things that's interesting is there's a fair bit of literature about the placebo effect and the positive results that you get from it in the in the treatment of these vasomotor symptoms, uh, hot so, flashes. So it can be as high as sixty percent, which is incredible. Wow! So just believing that it's working just helps. well, and I think some to me. Well, how would that work? Because I know it's real, oh. Carol. I've seen you. I know other women. I, I, I mean, so it's It'll it's obviously a real thing, and it disrupts people. You know, women's lives. Sure. So I think what what can that be? Because it's not because they're imagining it away, but I wonder is there some component with regard to stress? That's what I was going to say. Is yeah. does does it reduce stress thinking that there is help? Because it can seem like this is just going to go on for the rest of my life. Yeah, and I, I'm a believer in your thoughts can influence the, the 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 compounds in your in your body as well as just this idea that well you change your chemistry and you change how you feel. You I also think it can go the other way. So anyhow. Mm-hmm. In this regard, with regard to this um, uh, Vioza, it would be a high bar comparing it to a placebo because it's 60%. But mm-hmm. they did that and it was more effective. Hey, that's good news. Right, right. So it's, um, 
I, I appreciate that they run it this way so that you mm-hmm. have actual, since you know, pretty real clear proof, data. Yes, that it, that it is effective. Okay, so I got a question. Yeah. So this all sounds rosy, and I know with medications, it's not all roses. What's <laughs> the downside? Yes, very good. Um, okay, so all of them have this, and we always talk about, and I appreciate you bringing it up, but. You, you run you, you do this risk benefit analysis with your physician right use your pharmacist going in if you mm-hmm. need to and afterward and, mm-hmm. and it's an ongoing thing but you know you determine what are the risks of and this every woman this is different you mm-hmm. managed it mm-hmm. Ruth was going to go outside and put her face in the snow <laughs> <laughs> um, but if it's disruptive to your life because it can kind of you know there's this domino effect where you you can have nice you know sweats. You wake up, so now you have insomnia, and how's that make you feel the next day? Terrible, you're terrible. You're not terrible. in a good mood. You don't think as clearly. Terrible. So it's depending on the kind of effect it's having. It will determine how aggressively you know you want to to treat this. Mm-hmm. So yes, it does have some some things you have to look out for. Um, First and foremost, the black box warning, which is, you know, that's to get the attention of providers, doctors and pharmacists and other people in healthcare, is for liver injury. So you have to they'll they'll do a test and look at your enzymes, transaminases to make sure that they're okay before you start. Then every three months they'll check them. Just to monitor to make sure it's free, not doing any bad things. Correct. In there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your kidney function needs to be within a certain level mm-hmm. to be able to use this. If it's diminished, they can, I think, reduce the dose. And then I, I can't, not sure, I've not dispensed this with myself, obviously, but the, um, well, obviously to you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there is a point which if your um, renal function is is below a certain amount, then they'll, they'll not utilize this one. Um, so those those are the big things that you have to watch out for. Um, as far as adverse effects, which, again, if you're going to start something, <clears throat> you, you don't memorize what might happen. I mean, that would consume right. your day. <laughs> That's right. But, All that but tiny But being aware and having, you know, a resource. Mm-hmm. Your pharmacist. <laughs> um, so abdominal pain, diarrhea, insomnia, back pain. Here's a good one, a hot flash. <laughs> hot flash or flushing. <laughs> and then the um, elevated... Uh, liver enzymes, which it's, is like 2.3%. So it's not uncommon. But anything between 1%, 10% is relatively, that's to me common enough to have that ready. But anything else that might occur. So again, when did I start it? When did you start it? Yep. What dose? Anything that you notice. You yep. can say at day three, you know, hot flashes dramatically reduced, a sure. very mild one. Right. Or, and if something else occurs, any of these other things, you can record it and then say, and Share that you, information accurately yeah, with your pharmacist and your doctor. When you go back to your, your doctor, doctor or, talk to, or your, talk to your pharmacist, yeah, yeah, absolutely. you can say, this is what's been happening. Right. So that's what it's about. And as far as like this decision, it's all about the risk-benefit decision <clears throat> making that you have with your doc. So is it, how is it interfering with the, with your quality of life? How do these risks build up for you? It? Yeah. Is it worth it? There are a lot of drug-drug interactions with this. Mm-hmm. Because anything that inhibits things that are metabolized in the liver, like some things will inhibit an enzyme that might be responsible for breaking something else down. Does that make sense? Yes. So this one's broken down by cytochrome P, cytochrome P1A2. And so anything that inhibits that enzyme, you've got a fairly significant drug drug interaction. And there's like 98 of them. Oh, great. Well, but this is, yeah, so that seems daunting, but what do you do? 
talk to your doc, talk to your pharmacist. Sure. And is this an issue? Because what it will do is just raise the, the effect and the level of the uh, Bioza. So again, that's just something that would be considered in your, you know. So if you go to the doctor and you talk about it, and he just says, I don't think it's a good idea without a lot of time to go into it. It could be what you just talked about, the liver. It could be. And if that happens and you're not satisfied, you ask, well, what is it that's that's a drawback here? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, now when a drug like this comes out brand new, and we've talked about this in other episodes as well, but post-marketing data that comes out, that is, it goes through these three phases and then it gets approved and everybody's like, ah, it's it's out there. We can We're use out it. of the gate. That's but that's what we are. But within that first couple of years, most drugs you'll have more data that's accumulated. People say, "Well, this happened and this happened, and the, the numbers change." You might see some new things. So mm-hmm. some docs might say, "Well, really, we need to be certain that we absolutely need this." And this again is another reason why, especially with a new drug, that you really are vigilant about monitoring, 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 communicating with your healthcare team, your professionals, your doctors. Because that's how they know. That's how they know. And, you know, you just tread lightly. Sure. Um, But there has been, you know, there's some women who are, you know, you'll find articles where they are, you know, joyous about the effects that this has had. So, again, it depends on um, if it's ruining your life, then this is, (laughs) this may be something that really is a great help. So, you assess assess your risk of non-treatment. How are you doing? You Mm -hmm. did fine. Mm -hmm. I know it wasn't easy. No, not I mean, too much I'm, fun, but okay. I'm, I'm not minimizing that at all. And then you assess your risk of treatment with mm-hmm. each of these things. And then you make this decision with your doc and you monitor. That's yes. that's it. Pay so, attention. Yeah, that's, that's Vioza. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a new new type of mechanism, mm-hmm. thermoregulator dysfunction. We're, we're assessing that. So there's this neuron receptor that we're blocking. I have a question. Yeah. Is it crazy expensive, like a lot of new drugs? I don't know. Oh. I do. I'd be curious I, about Well, that. I think there are some plans to, you know, when they're getting this thing, as you put it, out of the gate, mm-hmm. uh, to help people with that. I don't know about approval with insurance. Those are really good questions. That's, that's a good question, Carol. Um, well, but People if, might need to talk to their insurance. insurance. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, so I, I'm not sure about that. And, and well, I sure would have been joyous about that about 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you, um, I don't even know that you took supplements. So I kept thinking this seems, mm-hmm. but you, yeah. it did change my wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know some of the things. Forget I, the turtleneck sweaters. <laughs> I was looking at some of the, the you know, research in the videos to see about it, and like there's suggestions uh, that go in the literature with it about. Um, make sure your room is cool. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a fan on. I'm like, oh my god, I would never tell. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, is there anything else? Um, just there's hope out there, hot ladies. <laughs> yes, there is. Well, I appreciate you being here. Oh, and if anyone has a question, comment about this, you can contact me at druggistforthepeople at gmail dot com. So, Carol, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you all for listening. This has been and will be Druggists for the People.